Hi, I'm Nick, a registered dietitian. And I'm Han, a pre and postnatal personal trainer. And together we are the Honest Mummies. We started this podcast as a way of connecting to other mums to let them know that they're not alone in the lifelong learning journey that is known as motherhood. We really hope you enjoy listening to our honest and open accounts of our experiences. And don't forget to follow us on social media. I'm at Hannah Mummy Mills. And I'm at Mummy Nutrition. Hi guys and thanks so much for joining us again. In the second episode of the Honest Mummies podcast we'll be talking about surviving maternity leave, the baby classes we loved, the activities that kept our babies entertained and finally returning to work and childcare. Absolutely so thanks for having us back in your ears during your walk, cup cup of tea, whatever you're up to and we're going to kick off with surviving maternity leave. Now Nick you worked for the NHS and still do and you took maternity leave from them so talk to us how did you find it and what helped activity wise for you and H yeah so I actually decided to take 14 months maternity leave from the NHS however I still worked freelance throughout and I actually went back to my private hospital once a week once a week once a month when Henry was two months old so I still kept on doing little bits I would describe like 2019, which was the year that I had off as a roller coaster. It was like you never knew what was going to come each day. And in comparison to when you're working without a child, you know exactly what to expect. And I think I find I found that the hardest part in that I never knew what was coming next. And I think at the start, being someone who's such a workaholic and I always like to be busy, it honestly, it took me a while to figure out like what you were actually meant to do on maternity leave. So I was left like, I actually Googled, what are you meant to do on maternity leave? And it took me, it took me a while to figure it out. But basically, in the early weeks, you are healing. In the early months, you are literally just devoting all of your time and energy to bringing up your baby. But overall, it's just about trying to enjoy that special time with your baby. And you do you, you do whatever classes you want to do. You keep occupied and sane however you want. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and when you said that, I'm, I'm like nodding as you're speaking. But you're completely right. Because and also it might look different on different days, depending on what type of night you've had with the baby. Or you might just not be up for seeing anyone that day. Or you might really want to have some human connection so yeah I completely get what you mean yeah and I think do you know what so like some people some of my followers used to say oh I like to have something planned every day whereas for me I only actually had like one continuous thing that I did every single week so we did baby sensory starting when Henry was about two months old so I started it in the January I met a lovely friend sometimes we went for lunch afterwards sometimes I had to go to my clinic but for me that once a week it taught me how to get out the house it it gave me some interaction and it also gave Henry some stimulation as well but I, I did other things but I mean regarding classes Hannah did you do baby sensory? Yeah, we did baby century, but I didn't start that till quite late. I can't actually remember it, maybe around six months, which as baby century goes is quite late, I suppose. But like you say, getting out, I'll never forget the first time I got out. And you know, like that first trip that you go by yourself somewhere, not with your other half, not with any help. I made this massive effort to go to this, what I thought was this baby and me class at like the children's centre local to us. And I came in and I was like, 
you know it's such a massive milestone just getting out by yourself and driving the car did you find that driving the car for the first time with your baby inside the car oh yeah and then he's so nervous and then you realize that yeah. you put petrol in and you're like oh my god how do I actually do this oh she's still breathing like putting her hand on her chest and then I got there and the woman was like oh no that's tomorrow or something like that and I literally just broke down in tears I was like oh my gosh if you'd have seen the effort that had gone just yeah. getting to this venue and anyway they were really lovely with me and was like don't worry you can go and sit in this other class just they were so welcoming but I think that made me cry so much emotionally with all your hormones I don't think but- you realize like how, how much it means just to get out of the house like I remember once meeting my friend with the prams and we got on the train and we went for coffee and I think we went to go visit a nursery and literally both of us were like I can't believe how much of a big deal this was but it really was and I think when you have a baby too and you've done it before it's not much of a big deal but when you're doing it for the first time everything just seems like overwhelming yeah and I think you did NCT as well I we did NCT and I found the meeting of friends via NCT very beneficial because you had local well what became friends in your area having babies at the same time as you and meaning that they had a little bit more flexibility work-wise being on mat leave myself I was I work self-employed so like your self-employed work was continuing through that but you can still have a bit of flexibility with what you choose to do during those early months but just getting out and meeting them for a walk even was fantastic the effort that goes into that like you say you feel it's such a massive achievement just getting there and getting the pram out I think I had a breakdown once because I couldn't take the pram down and I'm like how do I take the pram down these things are just so overwhelming to begin with aren't they yeah I think I remember calling Oliver because I didn't know how to collapse the pram to get it back in the car that's exactly the same call I had to make yeah because like we'd always done it like together so I remember that and I do remember when I went to baby sensory I met my mum friend who I actually went to school with and she'd seen on social media that I'd said that I was going and so we sat next to each other and then she said oh yeah I think I might do mummy fit and I was like what is mummy fit and she did it with her first baby she was there with her second and we went to mummy fit classes together about like once or twice a week so for me that was amazing because it was something to do with for me physically and then babies would be in the middle of the room and I remember like it is such a rigmarole one class a day literally somehow takes up the entire day and like it's enough yeah definitely I tended to do short courses so we did baby yoga which was a five-week thing that was really nice to do and they gave you a cd that you could like practice the things at home so sometimes if I had an hour and I was like what on earth are we gonna do I just whack the cd on that sounds so old school now saying cd but it was (laughs) yeah it was a nice bonding thing to do and the other class we did which I really really recommend people do is swimming classes Mm, um, I never so did. We started that. that from about six months, so again, a little bit later. But okay. she used to sleep nap so well after it, and for someone who's not been or even is a fantastic sleeper, that was like worth its weight in gold. But also, more importantly, so the skills they learned during that until obviously we've reached lockdown, which is a bit of a roller coaster for everyone at the moment. Obviously, I feel for those new parents as well who are not able to go to all of these classes right now. That must be so challenging. I can't even 
yeah. begin to imagine how that must be right now that if that's you you're doing incredible um, but when it's, you can online but they're not the same are they because like classes teach you how to leave the house and you get into conversation with mums whereas when you're doing it on zoom it's not the same thing um, no but as soon as you can I know you've been swimming with H but you were keen to do swimming as well aren't you soon yeah and so we didn't do it in 2019 when he was a baby and I was mainly put off because he had bad eczema and we were going to go in 2020 but obviously that went to pot but we have been swimming ad hoc but yeah that's my next thing for him I'd love for him to like learn to swim about the age of three but I think all of these classes they help you to get through that maternity leave period the first 12 months because I remember on my Instagram describing the first six months as being relentless and then the following six months as being just a massive compromise on your life the first six months for me literally the sleep deprivation the endless nappy changes and those fun things like baby sensory meeting with a friend going for lunch going for coffee going for walk doing mummy fit it was literally the highlight of your week yeah and it's it also gives you a little bit of structure now not everybody yeah. likes that that's not everybody makes everyone tick but for me having little mini like class starts at 10 a.m or whatever you've got a purpose to get up and get out for and have that a little bit of adult conversation as well as stimulating your child developmentally yeah 100% yeah I think everybody needs a purpose in life and although your main purpose is keeping your baby alive it, it does massively help to have a bit of structure and something to aim for in the week and I think Hannah I don't know if this is a little bit obsessive but we went to baby sensory for a full year and I never missed a class because if we couldn't go on a certain day I used to drive on another day and it was as if like I had this compelling passion inside me that Henry had to go yeah very weird looking back it was very weird I couldn't understand my friends who just took a couple of weeks off I was like what it felt like when I was back in school and I never missed a day of school you wanted wanted an attendance sheet at the end of it yeah, it was like, I. it was weird, but maybe that was kind of like my structure thing. And that was how I knew I'd had a successful week. I'd got Henry to his baby sensory class. <laughs> That's hilarious, Nick. Oh God, I know. But other than classes then, Hannah, because obviously like, they do cost money. I committed to the odd mummy fit for me, baby sensory for Henry. What would you say activities wise kept your baby occupied for the first not to six months, six to 12 months? I'd say in the early days and weeks, I used to, I mean, they don't, I mean, that says they don't do much. Obviously they, they take so much of your time, but they literally sleep, eat and poop, don't they? Let's yeah. face it. So for her, I used to have to walk to get her to nap anyway for naught to six months. So my, a lot of my spare time was walking with them, with her and Betsy, my dog. But walking is fantastic. I'd say that it's a free activity going to a park anything like that and also just there's so much you can follow online as well I know obviously in person it is better but there are activities you can do online as well even if it's on YouTube 
um, and you're putting on some sensory lights or whatever. Oh, you had one of those, didn't you? Like us, one of those disco light things. Yeah, we had the disco lights. We had the play gyms where you can pop them in or a bit of tummy time. And there is also CBBC, the baby club. And they've also got the toddler club, but they're really good for giving you ideas of what to do with your baby, especially if you're not going to classes and things like sensory toys. So we had things like rattles, ribbons, mirrors and a runner's blanket. Hannah, did you have one of those? No, we didn't. But I always thought, I think I saw it on on you, you shared it on your Instagram. And I thought I must do that. You know, like good old Amazon Prime. You should have shares in Amazon Prime. Yeah, I know. Oh my God. It's amazing. It's just like a big foil. Like when you see at the end of marathons, runners get covered in them to, to keep the heat in. And basically it's so crinkly. It's fab. Yeah. So definitely pick one up for a few pounds, a runner's blanket. It's like a foil blanket. And the other really simple one when they were little is a chiffon scarf. So yeah. a piece of material and I say chiffon because it's, they can usually see through it a little bit, but teaching them like just doing peekaboo, like that used to be entertainer. And I think if I'm correct, it also helped with the introducing like the be- basics of like separation and anxiety and understanding that you're coming back like role modeling it yourself to baby as well as obviously putting it over their head and pulling it off just make sure obviously it's the right fabric yeah no 100 and i think on that note i think books but when they're really little the soft books because everything goes into their mouth so teethers were really good soft books and then once your baby hits maybe kind of like the six month mark or a little bit older then you can go for kind of like the touchy-feely books the board books which are quite good and I think just getting into a habit of reading like Henry now loves books which I'm so pleased and also proud of and I think that's just because my mum bought us so many books as kids yeah books are fantastic and reading together and like singing as well we used to have nursery rhymes on a lot she loves singing to nurse well, I say she sings not that she sings herself but you know what I mean in the car and also the other thing we found from six or 12 months was did you have one of those boxes like a shapes box and they're, they're yeah. all primary colors so then stimulating for them to look at helps with the coordination introducing shapes and to be honest she doesn't really play with it the same now she's older but we've actually just got it back out for baby number two and it's amazing what you can do still with a toy that you had from them being six months old because now you get to a stage where you can talk about what shape is this or what color is this and asking in those what questions so things like that that last as well henry still uses his shape sorter i think orbs is very advanced even though she's only three months old than henry she's like two going on 12 um, whereas Henry's still working his way through like you know knocking over towers like gives him great delight whereas I'm sure Ob's will be doing something much more mature like crafts <laughs> crafts we love a craft in our house but that's a toddler episode for us to go on to but also when she started cruising and like learning to pull herself up onto her feet we had this little table it was like yeah, a musical yeah did you have one I don't even know what you call it it's like a musical table yeah. with things that they can turn over and buttons you can press and stuff like that really nice height for them to stand at and you can even pick lots of these things up on things like Facebook marketplace as well because they're easy to wipe down aren't they and we passed ours on as well 
to my cousin to use in between so yeah I think that's a good tip actually so we had like a, a rocker like a swing that Henry went in until he was nine months old and my friends got that my other friend took our bouncer for a while because I don't know if you found this Hannah but I swear bouncers like literally they lasted about four months and then that was it so I wouldn't uh, buy a bouncer no I know what you mean and if they did keep her I used to put her in actually when I used to do one of my workouts in the lounge because sometimes she was always a baby that wanted to be upright rather than on her back like mm-hmm. she didn't really do much lying down so that was actually really beneficial for me because she could be upright for mm-hmm. short periods of time by herself but yeah I know what you mean the longevity of it is quite slim yeah so they're very useful but what I think definitely if you've got one in your friendship group yeah pass them around yeah definitely because it you just get to an age where the baby does not want to be confined and then they're off yeah. and the, and one of the final ones actually I can't remember the brand of it it was like a bee and it like lit up and played music and it moved around the room so it kind of encouraged them now I say encourage them to crawl she didn't ever crawl so but it encouraged them to move shall I say but other babies I do know crawl around the room after it but she yeah. just went from sitting to standing and even like free things just ripping up junk mail like Henry used to found it hilarious and even just like tickling them and just interacting with them so you don't have to spend a lot of money and yeah you can google ideas but I think the baby club on tv is really good um yeah. and you and can on that note as well things like a plastic bowl and spoon anything that's obviously when they're supervised for them to play with like a wooden spoon and there's lots of brands as well out there that do those little sensory kits now isn't there they're quite cool yeah and we've actually got what's called a yes cupboard so it's a cupboard with basically all of Henry's things in it's got some plastic bottles in so before like before he was a toddler he could like go into it and just play with that stuff but now I say oh Henry get me a plate get me a bowl and now he can go into his little yes plastic cupboard and just get it so so cute (laughs) it is very sweet so Uh, returning to work then yes I know you said obviously your maternity leave was in and out with your other work kind of work you were doing alongside that but how did you find it when you returned to the NHS did that change your hours change or anything like that and how did you find it yeah so I'd been working for the NHS for 10 years full-time in addition I worked in a private hospital about one day a week and then I used to do my freelance work um, in between so I used to work like seven days a week And I definitely did not want to carry this on with Henry. So I went back to the NHS part-time two and a half days so that then I would have two days with Henry and then the weekend as well. Now Henry is two. He actually goes to nursery four days because I realized that I couldn't do all my freelance work just during nap time. So I'm now the happiest that I've ever been. And when I went back to work, I was really happy because it meant that I really enjoyed my Mondays and Tuesdays with Henry. And I could then just focus on work and like be me Wednesday to Friday. Um, How did you actually find that emotionally? Because obviously I'll come on to share mine, but I didn't ever really experience, I haven't ever really experienced that. So was that really emotional when you took him to nursery for the first time? How did you feel? Yeah, so I always knew that I wanted to stagger Henry's nursery start. So when he was nine months old, he went to nursery half a day a week, and then two half days a week, then one day a week, then two, and then finally three days a week when he was 14 months old. So we definitely progressed it. It was so hard in the early months, but I knew that I was only leaving him for a few hours. Um, and then sub- I feel like I'd just be weeping at the gate and they'll be like, <laughs> be like you need to leave. 
but now though like I mean we actually this is for another episode we actually changed nurseries when Henry was about 18 months old and now he's absolutely thriving he goes to it's a bit like a forest school they spend a lot of time outside he is so much happier so actually now he like waves me off and the other day he shut the door like shut the door in my face like bye Henry but he has so much fun because he's got his little friends and I really think it, it'll prepare him for preschool and a normal school I, I started actually looking for nurseries when he was two months old and I tell you what that was the hardest thing ever like I did sob I'd come out of a nursery clutching my little two-month-old being like oh I never want him to go to nursery and now I'm like oh when's it Tuesday no <laughs> only joking I do love my mummy Mondays but yeah I get so much work done on a Tuesday freelance and then my Wednesday to Friday is like NHS and private work but Hannah how do you do it because Orbs doesn't go to nursery and I've no idea how you stay sane how you do any work what do you do what's your secret no secrets other than it's not easy but I I don't know I feel like there'll be lots of people out there that relate to you and there's a lot of people who might be on the flip side I just cannot imagine her being in nursery for whatever reason so I'm grateful first of all that I have self I'm self-employed so I suppose I have that that choice because I know a lot of people that choice is taken away it doesn't make it any easier by any means because I do a lot of working through nap times and once she goes to bed and mm. um, we actually don't live near family so that's hard I do have family like oh, just over an hour away so I can today go somewhere and and ask for that help but it, it's not around the corner help if you know what I mean but yeah I don't know I think for me like right, I always feel a bit it's a bit of a touchy subject for some people I suppose and some people might view it as selfish but for me I just wanted her to stay home with me over nursery Mm. because it first of all it felt right and for me I don't feel like we'll get these years back and once they're at school they're in that system until they're 18 Mm. now with that said I do think it's important I think when she was born I used to say she'd go somewhere at two She's now nearly two and a half and we haven't been anywhere. But I think coronavirus obviously has impacted that because I I would want to go around it and there's lots of limitations now with that. However, I do think, or I know, and I'm saying this, I feel like I'm like holding myself, holding myself to it by saying it on here now. But I do think it's important that she will go to preschool before school because it'll give her independence before going to school it'll build that up as well over that year and also give me time with number two to have that one-to-one time once baby's here yeah 100% and I think I I mean I always like to go with almost like you know like what is recommended and I suppose you do get those three hours the term after your child turns three so when Henry turns three he will get two free days a week so that means that our bill instead of paying four days we'll only pay two and it's so funny because I had a word with Oliver the other day and I said if we were to have a second baby like would Henry carry on going to nursery obviously if I'm on turn to leave or not and Oliver just turned around and looked at me and said Nicola I know what you like he'll carry on going four days a week and I felt really bad at this point however I spoke to another mum this week and they said that when their second baby was born the husband called the nursery from the hospital and increased the toddler's hours (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) I know so and so yes yeah you have to do what fits there's so much there's so many factors and depending on what your job is what your partner's job is if you have a partner in your life right now 
so much can impact that as well the finances i know people who have stopped work because the the childcare is so expensive and yeah. it's like gone on to start their own business so it's and yeah, I, you gotta do it circumstances isn't it and depending on what's going on in your own life yeah and i probably should say actually that because i live up north i think our childcare fees are substantially less i know what my friends in london are paying and it's ridiculous if i lived in london my entire nhs salary would be spent on childcare. So for me, sadly, if I lived in London, yeah, Henry maybe wouldn't go to nursery four days a week because we couldn't afford it. I would be basically working just to send him. So, and yeah, I think you are right. I couldn't do my employed job with Henry at home, obviously. And I suppose like other childcare options, you can think about things like a childminder, you can think of a nanny. But for us, I just, I like the nursery because of the number of different staff that are there to support and also the children and and the interaction so yeah I think you've got to do what's right for you visit lots of nurseries I went with loads of recommendations and then I think Henry thrived in baby room but when we hit toddler room we just went with our gut instinct and actually I pulled Henry out in the end two weeks earlier so for two weeks I was paying for two different childcare but we didn't care. Henry has never cried on drop-off at his new nursery. And he went through a phase of basically crying all the time, especially after lockdown one, when he went back. So, and we just thought, oh, you know, he's just being a baby, but no, there was something wrong. So yeah, trust your gut. That's Um, so good that you picked up on that as well. And I think it's important, like you just said then, trust your gut, go with what you think's right, because you know your baby and your toddler the best. Exactly. And I think it's really nice how me and you, Han, are like great friends, yet we do things so differently. And I suppose it's hard in a way, like it's trying to understand someone else's circumstances and opinion, because I think if you're in different circumstances, it's really hard to understand someone else's truly. You've just got to do whatever is right for you. Yeah. And I am, I will hold my hands up, but I am guilty of being the person that tries to do it all. Like there's moments where that hasn't looked very pleasant as in (laughs) the whole juggling work and mummy life that, but that's what I've chosen to do. Is yeah. it right or wrong? There's no right or wrong, but Do you it's, know everyone has their own challenges. And that reminds me of when I tried to do all of my freelance work during nap time. And then it, I just realised that I just couldn't. And so when Henry, a few months ago, upped his hours from three days, four days, ever since I feel like I've just finally got that balance right I finally can get all my work done in my work hours and then when I'm with Henry literally work isn't on my mind and I can just be with Henry apart from the other day when he decided to stop napping but that's for a whole new episode (laughs) we'll come on to that next um with the sleep (laughs) right well hopefully everyone you've enjoyed that and we've been good company on your walk or whatever you're doing right now So in the next episode, we'll be talking about the highs and lows of motherhood, as well as top hacks to get you through. Fantastic. So yeah, we'll see you soon, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. That's me, Hannah, Mummy Mills, and me, Nicola. I'm at Mummy Nutrition. Bye for now, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Honest Mummies. Don't forget to tag us using at Hannah Mummy Mills and at Mummy Nutrition and use the hashtag The Honest Mummies to get involved in the conversation. We really would love to hear from you. And finally, please remember to subscribe on Apple, Spotify or wherever you like to tune in from. Bye for now.